0: Welcome to Newborn to Teen and Everything in Between, the podcast from Bespoke Family.
1: I'm Bex. And I'm Claire. Thanks for joining us as we tackle the ups and downs of life with children, helping you to get the best out of your time together. No rules, no judgment, just guidance. So grab a cuppa and let's get started with today's episode.
0: This episode is called Why We Cry. And in this episode, we will talk about why we cry, obviously, I suppose, how we respond to crying and how to manage any stress that you might feel around crying babies and children.
1: Hopefully it will be an upbeat topic. Just because we're talking crying doesn't mean it's going to be too depressing or anything like that. But as always, we are starting with our challenge, Bex. So this is the part where I present Bex with a scenario to see how much she knows. If you haven't listened before... Bex is a mum of twins but doesn't have any childcare experience or training so I always put a little scenario to her to see how she would handle it from a parent perspective and then we come back to it at the end to see if she would have changed what she would have done in the scenario so here we go this actually is you know we don't even really need to massively imagine things you as a parent Mm what would you do if your children saw you crying
0: oh that's a hard one and are we talking young t- any t- any age yeah well it's what the right answer and what I would actually do I think I don't think my children do see me cry very much to be fair I'm not a great crier um,
1: what not an attractive one <laughs> you know, <I> <laughs> Not no, that I I think think anyone's
0: cr- ugly, ugly Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, I I think as I've got older, probably I cry a little bit more. Probably, mm-hmm. a few more hormones <laughs> raging around, and I probably cry at the TV. I'm lucky because I haven't had things really to cry about, which is you know, which is really nice actually. Mm-hmm. The TV, I cry a little bit. Call the midwife <laughs> is a great one for those tears. So if my children saw me crying i think that i probably would feel that it was a bit of a sign of weakness from my point of view and i know that's not the right answer but that's what i'm sort of how i would feel about it i think that i would they would ask me i know they would ask me why are you crying mummy?" and i i know that i would tell them why i would say i'm crying because i'm sad about this or you know this tv program or I'm crying because something's happened and I would tell them as long as it was appropriate to be able to tell them but even if not I might just say I'm crying because I'm feeling sad Mm -hmm. and do you
1: think there's things that you would feel more justified in saying the reason why you cry to others so a bit like if you were going through grief or It was the TV you feel that that's an okay thing but maybe if it was something that you were feeling or something someone said or something like that do you think that's
0: yeah um, I think it's probably an easier one to explain Mm -hmm. if you're crying for a real reason rather than just feeling um, hormonal or you know like you say someone said something to upset you but at the same time I Yeah. And I think it would be hard to explain to them, for example, if you're just feeling down in inverted commas. I think if somebody had said something to me, because, you know, they now as teenagers have things said to them and, you know, they have um, issues with friendships and things like that, that sometimes make them feel sad. And so I think it's good for them to see that I might feel sad if that was the case. But yeah, I think I probably would hide it a bit and maybe make a bit of an excuse if it was an if it was a I'm just feeling down type thing.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's funny actually because I'm not. Sh- I remember when my granny died, and they were five when my granny died. My granny died, so their great granny died, and I I did cry in front of them. But that was quite easy to explain why. But I think they were they were a little bit. They they didn't really understand why. I was crying because they'd never experienced bereavement before Mm -hmm. you know themselves they and they you know i think they probably didn't really understand the finality of it or anything like that and so that was that was a difficult one but i did tell them why so i think that would be my answer that i would tell them Mm -hmm. as much as i possibly could but as little children if you are just feeling down then it's pretty hard to explain it. Mm-hmm. I think now, my, particularly my teenage daughter, she sometimes, you know, cries because she's feeling down because that's what happens to us women. <laughs> if we feel down, then sometimes we cry, don't we? So mm-hmm. she, probably more now, I could really go, I'm just feeling a bit rubbish.
1: Yeah.
0: Can I have a cuddle? <laughs> now we're all gonna cry. <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay. That's quite interesting. Yeah, I think it's, obviously we're going to go over it and think about it, but it's that whole thing of actually what we feel, what we associate crying with, mm-hmm. and I think we always associate it with negative, negative. Mm. and the, everything you just said then, it's like, actually it's not because I'm crying happy tears, or... Because, actually, it's always about this real negative. That's
0: so weird, because, actually, I do cry happy you cry tears. cry But I cry happy, happy tears quite often. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: But I never even thought of that. No. That's true, yeah, because if you're proud of them yeah. or your children or...
1: You're, you're always <laughs> having a little
0: moment. little moment. Little moment. <laughs> but normally happy moments, yeah, yeah, that's true.
1: And so, instantly, as soon as you say crying... We link it to negative. We do. So is crying a good thing? Yeah. There is an element behind crying being a good thing for us. And actually, the thing is, why would we do it? Yeah, true. If if there wasn't a reason behind it. There's obviously a reason why we cry. Yeah. There's a reason why baby animals cry. There's a reason why we all cry. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: It actually can be a really good thing for us. It actually releases a hormone. So it releases oxytocin. It releases endorphins. And actually, they're there to kind of make us feel better. Bring our mood up. Yeah, so sometimes, actually, by having a good cry...
0: People do say that, don't they? Have a
1: good cry, it'll make you feel better. (gasps) They do say that. They do. And so, actually, that good cry is to release that... You know, they even... There's not massive research out there, but they even think that, you know, tears may release toxins from the body. And so, actually, having a good cry can actually then release all this in you and can actually make you feel much calmer and much more relaxed at the end of a good cry which then sometimes means you can deal with the situation that you're in much Mm -hmm. better but actually what we you know sometimes see is that holding in of you know the crying Mm -hmm. now that's a massive amount of emotion sitting in there that has to go somewhere i'm assuming
0: that then raises your heartbeat because yep. you do don't you if you feel like you want to cry it makes yep. your heart rate you get red around your neck and yep. your face whereas i suppose if you're crying you're actually your your breathing is
1: yeah and the breathing you're taking calms oxygen you down and, yeah. you're probably breathing in a very different way so then you calm yourself back down again mm-hmm. and also the likelihood is you crying is going to pull someone to you
0: Yeah, because because they can hear you. Yeah, yeah, they hear you,
1: see you, unless obviously you're completely on your own Mm -hmm. and you shut yourself away. And that's more of an adult thing Mm -hmm. that we might do. But for our children, if they get upset, we naturally go to them and we're there to comfort them. So, again, crying kind of brings people together,
2: mm-hmm. in a, mm-hmm. you know,
1: and you give comfort, you're, you know, you offer reassurance, all those sorts of things, as we do with adults. If you yeah. saw an adult cry, you'd do the same. And so, actually, you know, it's not a bad thing. Well,
0: it's funny, we've got a friend, haven't we, who has nicknamed the lady who cries at everything. Yes. And actually, she does cry at everything, but it doesn't have to be sad stuff. No. In fact, quite, more often than not, it's good, happy stuff. Yeah. But that and that, and but wonder why
1: you do that? Why do you do that? But it's that overwhelming sense, like a feeling, isn't it? It's when you feel really overcome with emotion, like look at weddings.
0: Mm, people cry people all the time cry at, at weddings. weddings.
1: You know, you see grooms and brides and everyone else, you know, they see each other. That overwhelm and then that crying comes. Well, it must come to release everything. Mm-hmm. And if it releases that... Oxytocin, those endorphins that make you calmer and more relaxed. Maybe that's why we do it. When mm-hmm. we're in heightened senses, that's why mm-hmm. we, we need a good cry and a bit of an emotional moment. The releasing of that will help with physical pain. So that's why we cry when we mm-hmm. fall over or hurt ourselves. But it's also emotional pain. That's why we cry when we're happy, sad, everything else. So, yeah. you know, it's quite a natural response so
0: obviously babies and children tend to cry more than adults Mm -hmm. potentially because they haven't completely learned how to control Mm -hmm. that element of their um, behavior so why obviously there's a traditional I call it a traditional Mm -hmm. checklist but it's a a traditional list of reasons why children and babies might cry. So yeah. what kind? So, so that I would say, can I give you yeah, my three then. that I would only have said before yeah. we knew each other? So <laughs> I would say, if a baby cries, they're hungry, they're tired, they need their nappy changed, or maybe they're teething or something. So in pain. In pain. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. Or or, or poorly.
0: Yes. Poor. Yeah. yeah. So pain. Poorly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So they're the you know, but maybe they're hot. They're cold. Maybe that um, actually. There's emotions going on in there. So it can be overwhelmed. It can be excited. It can be, you know, it can be angry. It can be overstimulated. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we know what it's like when we're overstimulated or overwhelmed with something. There's that wave of, oh my goodness, I need to stop this. Mm -hmm. And actually, sometimes stopping something by crying Mm -hmm. does stop everyone in their tracks.
2: Yes. Because
1: actually, it's a really obvious kind of reaction and so Mm. you if you're mainly working on kind of body language and everything else crying gives you a pretty strong indicator to just stop and you know take a moment and so emotions definitely play but it's not always kind of in a negative manner and Mm -hmm. that's what we keep coming back to that actually our small babies they are telling us something Mm -hmm. and that can be that hunger tiredness pain too hot too cold
0: because they can't talk
1: yeah mainly Mm -hmm. you know maybe feeling lonely maybe feeling you know overstimulated maybe just all those things and it is a a really long checklist and sometimes Mm -hmm. you just don't know at the end of it and sometimes they just don't know
0: No, maybe because it is that overwhelmed. Yeah,
1: and it could be a combination of all of them: Mm -hmm. tired, hungry, overwhelmed. (laughs) You know, it can be a combo of all of it, which is not not helpful. Not helpful. (laughs) But the crying—it's how we respond to the cry. Mm. There's obviously very strong feeling behind crying across, you know, different parenting approaches and everything else. But everyone will always agree Mm -hmm. that you don't leave a child or baby. Cry, you know, children need to cry, Mm -hmm. that's one definite, and there needs to be that release. If Mm -hmm. we keep stopping it, we're actually not allowing that element of communication. Mm -hmm. But what we have to think about is how do we respond to those cries? Mm -hmm. Are we running through that checklist with them going, you know, with those small babies going, okay, I don't think you're hungry because you've had a bottle, I've changed your nappy. You you know, I've winded you. I think, you know, maybe you are tired. Maybe we need to have a cuddle. Maybe we need to see if it's Mm -hmm. time for bed. But talk them, even Mm -hmm. from tiny baby, it helps calm you. So if we're talking strategies Mm -hmm. for you as well, it helps to calm you down because you're running through something rather than just standing there going...
0: I don't know what to do. What is the matter? Mm. Like,
1: I've tried everything. If you, you know, if you start running it through, like we always talk about, you know, count from 20 backwards because it makes your brain... Focus more. If you are focusing on something such as, okay, I and talking it through, one, you're much calmer in, you know, if you're chatting to your baby about it. And actually, as your child gets older, each time they come up against something, obviously it's going to be different and they start to communicate more, but even right through to teenagers, if you see them upset, it's kind of going oh no what you know what happened what's 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 making you sad and because they're used to you always kind of mm-hmm. making those questions and always thinking about it they're going to be much more accepting to share it and yeah. be open about it which if they're releasing it and releasing it with the support of someone being there mm-hmm. then it's a much healthier place to be
0: Yeah. Do you think that um, people tend to respond to babies immediately, like you said, they're crying and so they therefore go to them and they immediately go through that checklist. But it's almost like when they become toddlers and older children, you almost think, well, they should have learned that they don't need to cry. Mm -hmm. It's almost like you respond to their crying and you seem to have forgotten that actually you need to check all those things again. Yep. like toddlers you know that people go well they're having a tap but actually all they're doing really is crying
1: they're 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 communicating yeah crying is communicating they have very limited ways of being able to tell us what's wrong even our toddlers to be honest right the way through because actually it's quite confusing how you feel there's times when i have felt emotional and i don't even know why yes yeah and you just go i don't know and then someone can say one thing Depends on the person. Yeah. <laughs> and you either snap out of it or it goes the other way and you end up yeah. getting even more, you know, frustrated or cross or upset, whatever. And then it leads on to, you know, probably going to have a bit of a cry. But sometimes we 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 have this thing about our children always being happy. Yes. This whole thing about our children having a world that is just full of, you know, happiness and everyone is smiling. And and absolutely, certainly don't want them to have a world where it's really negative. But actually, then they grow up not really having that breadth of understanding that, do you know what, it's really healthy to have a good cry.
0: And things can be a bit rubbish.
1: Yeah, but also, by them seeing you respond to them and how you respond to their crying... Is how they're going to respond when they get adults and they can see people upset. Mm -hmm. That's what they're going to do again. Yes. And you know, I in some training that I delivered years ago, I remember saying to um, the the room, I was like, always remember the children you have now that you are showing them and role modelling to them are going to be the ones looking after you in the old people's (laughs) home. And actually, if you respond to them in a really empathetic, compassionate responsive way when you're old in your residential home and you need a bed bath you're going to benefit
0: from that yeah (laughs) you'd hope
1: they'd be like do you know what i can see that you're going to need a bath we're going to make sure that this is done this is done and be compassionate
0: that's so funny and
1: i'm it's the one thing that
0: i'm gonna remember that in the
1: back of my head i'm like oh i just really want a nice so i'm like if i if if i can show compassion to all these children and empathy to all these children when i am old one day one day one one of them will look after me (laughs) in a lovely way (laughs) um but yeah it is how do they how Mm -hmm. do they learn how to be that empathetic caring person when they see someone fall over in the street Or when they see their friend crying, in the playground even, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: you know, when they get to school. If they've not experienced, if they experience the whole, no, 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 we don't, you don't need to cry, didn't hurt. But sometimes I think
0: as parents you say that, and I know, you know, in my own experience, sometimes parents say it to their children because they don't want them to be picked on or mm-hmm. you know to be made to look like oh I can't believe look at that person over there they're crying can't believe they're crying even although sometimes they have really hurt themselves yeah. you know football or something and they've like been hitting the ball with in the face with the ball or mm-hmm. something and it's really but you know you can see the dads going don't cry that didn't hurt don't cry because they don't want it's almost like you don't want to see let people see that you've got a bit of a weakness Mm -hmm. even although actually it blimmin hurt
1: yeah and it's a Mm. bit like you know and we do have to think about our male mental health and the fact that boys growing up potentially being told you shouldn't cry boys don't cry man up all those things actually we can then see in men not being able to share how they feel and Mm -hmm. their emotions and that they hold it all in that's not what we want to create we want to create men who are able to go actually it's okay to cry and i think i remember being at a wedding once and i was sat on a table with a group of our friends and it was obviously a mix of female and male and um really emotional speech um the groom cried okay. and um but so did all the guys on our table and that then made all the girls cry because seeing men get upset was really quite hard because it's not something No, you don't experience but actually it, it was a really amazing thing that they all did mm-hmm. show and they were absolutely fine with it. They're all, you know, they were all like, well, it's really emotional. He's got married. He was thanking his parents, you know and it was it was just a sea of people crying. <laughs> um but in Happy a lovely tears. But in a really lovely way. Mm. And I think no one was judged on that. Mm. Um, but I I think there is that element behind we want children growing up being able to say, are you okay?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Going over and giving someone a hug, going over and, you know, sitting with them. Mm. Even if we sit with our children, even if they're going through the biggest kind of meltdown, even if you, you know, if you say to them, I can see that you're really upset now, you know, maybe having a good cry will help, I'm here. Mm-hmm. And if you want to cuddle, I'm here. If you want to sit next to me, I'm here. It's not always about saying trying to stop it and distract them. That's the mm-hmm. classic. The minute child, oh, what's over there? Can you see this? Can you see that? And it's just quickly saying to them, if it's not a big thing, it's kind of going to them, oh, are you okay?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You haven't hurt anything. And they go, I hurt my knee. And it's like, oh, no. Should we give it a rub or should we, you know, let me have a look? Oh, i think it looks okay does it feel okay yeah okay great mm-hmm. but that's that acknowledgement you just wouldn't you know if an adult fell over in front of you that's
0: true isn't it if if you saw someone in the street falling over in front of you you, you wouldn't, wouldn't just say go you them right
1: yeah you wouldn't go come on have me jump there that you didn't <laughs> hurt <laughs> bearing in mind they probably can't jump back up because yeah. these days and i think all i've heard people say oh, it hurts more when you fall over as an adult
0: yes i think like, it does. Well, I think it does. It feels like it does <laughs> because it's embarrassment, yeah.
1: But actually, yeah. does it?
0: No, it doesn't. Yeah.
1: Like yeah. you know, it might not hurt. Not... Children do bounce in a slightly different way when, but they still they still may feel pain, mm-hmm. and I think we have to acknowledge that. And it's not about you know, come on, we don't need to cry. Mm-mm. I obviously do need to cry because I'm crying. It hurt, yeah. Or I just feel like it. Or mm-hmm. I think the classic is, it's fine. You're fine. Yeah. Well, I'm not. Don't worry. <laughs> it'd
0: be, don't worry. It'll be okay.
1: Yeah. And they're all natural responses. And we've all done it. Like, mm. we still do it. Well, I was saying to you
0: the other day that I go in, you know, to my children. And even if they're not crying necessarily, but, you know, you can see they're upset and worried. And I have to really think about not saying, oh, don't worry. It's all going to be okay. And say, what is it? Do you want to talk about it? How you know how how did today That's go? That's really tough. This it, it, is hard,
1: yeah. Yeah you know that must feel really rubbish
0: but do you think I mean obviously I have made a conscious effort to do that do you think that in general because of the heightened um, awareness people have got of people's mental health and how to um, respond to it that actually we've we've all got a little bit better at doing that you know things like um, Roman Kemp doing the whole Mm -hmm. um, are you okay are you okay saying it twice do you I mean that kind of thing we do
1: it more for adults
0: maybe yeah maybe that's it
1: do we do it more because of adults but for children it comes back to that we just you know we want them to be happy Mm -hmm. we need them to be
0: resilient that's the other thing so by being are we translating being resilient to not crying yeah maybe. and
1: actually being resilient is probably having a big big cry so that they can bounce back yeah that is an element you know we've all been there where we've had a good cry and then gone Actually, what I'm going to do is this, this yeah. and this, and then I'll be, I'll be okay.
0: Gives you, gives you almost an opportunity to think it through, doesn't it?
1: Yeah. yeah. And I think some, It clears know, your head. It does. Mm-hmm. I think it, you know, sometimes it's just having that moment. And for our children, it's probably the same. Always with the kind of explanation of making sure that we are there with our children mm-hmm. in those moments where they are upset. It's kind of going, I understand this is really hard. Mm-hmm and that I'll give you a cuddle, I'll do this, I'll do that, whatever it is, but it's not about just leaving them or let, you know saying to them, okay, well, you, you need to go and calm down and then come back. And <laughs> that's not going to teach them resilience in any way, yeah. but it's also not teaching them a skill no. in how to manage their emotions and for them to understand that crying's okay. Yeah. And it's how you come out of the other side and what yeah. you do from coming out of the other side as well. Yeah.
0: So obviously when children cry I think sometimes when people try to stop their children crying Mm -hmm. it's actually almost a defense mechanism because it it can be very very stressful. Mm -hmm. So you want them to stop crying because it's making you feel anxious Mm -hmm. about whether it's about how about them so you're worried about them but equally it might be that you're in a public place and you're worried about what other people think. It might be that you want a bit of time to yourself because it's just become overwhelming Mm -hmm. so how do you sort of manage that stress so that you're able to respond in the best way
1: it always comes back to that whole you can't fill from an empty cup Mm -hmm. so where are you emotionally at the time do you need to just take some deep breaths do you actually just need to do the counting from 20 down before you respond even if your little as long as your little one is safe in that time mm. you yeah, it's not always about responding instantly because actually if our children are picking up that we are super stressed or we are really anxious about something or our body language says a lot yeah. to our children so if they are in a heightened stress and we match that all that happens is that it just escalates. Mm -hmm. So they then get more anxious or more upset. Then you get more, and it just keeps growing until the point where you're all just looking at each other and it's just (laughs) this kind of no-one knows what to do. Mm -hmm. And sometimes just taking those few seconds or even a minute just to go, right, what's the trigger? What's going on for my child right now? Why, Mm -hmm. Why are we here? And is it because they're in a strange environment? Is it because they are tired, hungry, in pain, whatever it might be? Is it because actually there's this big trigger of emotion? You know, it could be as simple as they wanted a toy Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and they haven't, you know, haven't been able to get it from the shop or whatever it might be. Yes, it's just a toy in the shop and we've said no and they've had, but it can be just that that's enough of a big trigger. Mm -hmm. to set that emotion off and i think you if we can step back for just those few minutes and just go right where are we me going you're absolutely fine stop that and kind of trying to drag them away from the situation Mm -hmm. it might not work however if you think the situation is stressing you out more because there's people watching you Mm -hmm. then it might be a case of you know what to be able to deal with this i might just need to pick my child up we need to go to a place where mm-hmm. I don't feel being... I'm not being watched. They're not being watched. I'm going to be calmer. And ultimately, they're going to become calmer. Yeah. And I think it it's about how we regulate ourselves first. And it, it, sometimes we can't do it because we've got stuff going on. And actually, sometimes it's what we've got going on that can trigger... Impacting on the children. Yeah, because yeah. they're a bit like, what's going on? You're a bit quiet or you're a bit... They may have seen you get upset that earlier that day. Mm-hmm. You've kind of gone, no, no, I'm fine. Because, you know, if they've said, are you crying? Because mm-hmm. children do tend to... Mm. And you go, no, no, no. Something in my eye. Yeah, as um, I had one family... You know, mum mom say that to their little one. When they purely... That, that child knew they were crying. Mm-hmm. And so that message to that child is... We don't talk about me crying. Mm-hmm. And so then, does that make crying a negative thing to them mm-hmm. and that they don't feel they can do it. So it just sort of, it can be for some people a massive shift in thought process. And again, if you're noticing day after day that this is a trigger, mm-hmm. that your child's crying and it really triggers you mm-hmm. in a different way to what it should do. And a child's cry is there to trigger us. Mm-hmm. It's it's there to bring us to them. That's how it's meant to be. But if you find that you are struggling Mm -hmm. with that then I think it's just reflecting back and going what's triggering me so much what's up is it that I can't work out what's wrong with my child or is it the pure thing of crying Mm -hmm. and not knowing how to respond to that cry Mm -hmm. in a way and that can be a huge learning process Mm -hmm. and it can be you know you can catch yourself in the moment you go to say you're fine Mm -hmm. and it's like no Maybe I just need to say it slightly different. So it is about that whole taking a moment for you. Mm -hmm. It comes back to some of the other things of the whole run-through with your child.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Oh, you know, particularly for babies, you know, is it this, is it that? And you're talking to yourself, but your baby can hear that. Mm -hmm. And as they get older, it might just be going, oh, no, you're really sad. Or are you cross? Mm-hmm. or are you angry about something and hopefully you've looked at what's gone before mm-hmm. it um, do you need a hug and even if they've done something like you know they've hit something someone or something or they've thrown something it's not about that behaviour it's not about what they've just done it's about what's triggered mm-hmm. that's them telling you something and them crying and throwing something what's triggered that behaviour and going I think you're a bit, you know, bit cross because. Mm-hmm. And then shall we have a cuddle? And then afterwards, once they're calm and they're able to take in this information, you go, we can't throw things.
0: Yeah, so this is more, that because there's so many different types of crying, aren't there? Yeah. That's the hard thing as well, because you've got your... Baby crying for something they need, necessarily. Yep. Then you've got your toddler crying because they're cross or they're emotional or they need something and they mm-hmm. can't quite communicate it. And then you've got an emotional cry, a hurt cry. Yep. Uh, I want a cuddle cry. You know, that mm-hmm. it, the list I'm goes tired. on and on, doesn't it? Yeah. We it all does.
1: know when we're tired. Yeah. Wow. That tired cry, mm-hmm. even for us, if we're exhausted. Mm-hmm sometimes it leads to cr- even you know you drop something or yeah you know the meal that you ordered doesn't come how you thought it would or yeah you know. the,
0: it almost feels like little tiny things just can yeah. set you off can't they it can be, and yeah. actually that's with us so you think with yeah. children who haven't actually learned how to regulate that that mm-hmm. must be massive there's even
1: things like you know you use the last of the shampoo or whatever and you're yeah. just like
2: oh, no. i just want to
1: cry or i've left this in the other room and yeah. i can't be bothered to go and get it <laughs> so you just stand there and you're just like oh. and that's us yeah we have a cognitive ability to kind of see us through that yeah yeah and our poor children are like you know what i haven't got this i no. don't know what's going on and they're going into their kind of freeze flight flight you know mm. s- situation and going I'm done. My body is just going, I'm going into coping strategy Mm -hmm. and that can be... And we
0: need just to be there to support them.
1: We do. And you're not, by giving them a cuddle and being there and supporting, you're not going to make that behaviour worse. No. What you're doing is saying to them, I see how you're feeling and then when you've calmed them and you've brought them down, back to that kind of ability to hear what you're saying and then to say but it's not okay to do this.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: But it's like all of us. If you take yourself to a point where you are so upset about something, whether it's through grief, whether it's through anger, through frustration, whatever Mm -hmm. it is, if someone comes along and starts spouting a load of solutions to you and says, don't worry, just do this and it'll all be fine. Mm -hmm. You can't hear it. No. Even if you can hear it, you can't action it because you're just there going, just stop. Mm -hmm. Whereas... If they came in and go, oh, no, are you okay? And let's just take a breather. Do you need a cup of tea? That would be a classic. <laughs> do you need a hug? Do you need... What do you need me to do? And that then starts bringing you down. Yeah. And then they go, however, this happened to me last week, and all I did was yeah. this. And you go, and you click on the button and whatever, and it works. Yeah. And you go, oh. oh, yeah. But if they did that straight off, you you're just not there. Because you actually need to do those releases and so I think it's about just that step in between mm-hmm. and I, you know I'm sure there's another podcast that we're gonna do about yeah. have we become too soft yes, yes Um, and all this emotional stuff absolutely not it is about recognizing that everything is underpinned by an element of emotion yeah. and then how do we help with that but, so if
0: there if there's a, a parent that really, really, really is struggling with the crying, yeah. what, what should... They, because there is that, you know, Absolutely. and there's all sorts of things that it, it can lead on to with the frustration. It, are,
1: there, are there helplines? There are there? helplines. There's the crisis helpline. So that's available for people to call, particularly if they're struggling with that side mm-hmm. of things. I think I would probably say it depends on the age of your child. Mm-hmm depends on the reason behind it so for some parents it particularly with young babies it can be colic Mm
0: -hmm. and it can
1: be reflux again those sorts of things you may need a different support because the crying is due to a medical reason it might be at toddler stage it's actually linked into kind of tantrums or meltdowns or high emotions and then when you get to teenagers it can be completely different again Mm -hmm. so i think it's there are absolutely routes to go and it you know, for younger children, it's looking at your health visitors, there's always something that underpins it. Mm-hmm. So if you are really struggling and in a place where you are finding it harder and harder, you have to seek some support help. for yeah. it. Absolutely. Yeah. And it you know, it can be a really simple solution of mm-hmm. working on behaviour, or it might be working on a different feeding solution. Mm-hmm. Um, it might be that there's an element of boredom for some children and that's what triggers that off. So I think it's exploring the reasons and then looking for the support mm-hmm. that comes from that. But if anyone is obviously listening to this and feels that that's where they are, they can absolutely contact us and we would mm-hmm. put them we'd give them the appropriate the links links to yeah. follow for yeah. either we can potentially support or the other professionals, but definitely get support because it's really hard. Yeah. You know, when you're dealing with crying it can be a real big trigger for a lot of people it is yeah definitely. and some people can really find it
0: it, it, it sometimes it can feel like a pneumatic drill in your head that just mm-hmm. isn't stopping especially if you're a new parent and you know you're not sleeping very much and things like mm-hmm. that that on top of everything else can just be like breaking and point, i think I there's think.
1: always this thing of you know, people ask questions like do they cry much
0: yeah i know and
1: i'm like why would you ask that question yeah. like what's much yeah like what what's your balance and then people seem to think that if babies don't cry too much, then they're good they're good, or you're yeah. doing a good job yeah and it's a bit like well, i don't again it comes back to judgments, human nature human nature and asking questions like that, but crying is is a form of communication and
0: mm-hmm. and emotional release
1: and emotional release, and mm-hmm. actually if if they never cried.
0: Then you would have a worry. Yeah, yeah,
1: I would have a worry. You know, and I think you know, there's always a point where they're frustrated because they're waiting for their food, or yeah. they don't like their nappy changed, or they don't like getting in or out of the bath, or something. There's always sort of something somewhere, mm-hmm. and it might not be for you know, it can be for a periods short, of time, yeah. but it's a baby's way of saying, mm-hmm. actually, I don't want to get out of the bath, or yeah. actually, I'm not keen on this way of nappy changing, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. But again, if you're there. And you're reassuring and saying, it's okay, you know, we're going to get out in a minute, or we've got the towel. It's talking that running commentary the whole time Mm -hmm. as well for them. Even if they are getting upset.
0: So going back to my challenge.
1: Yes. How did I do? I think you did. I think you saw it very much, how everyone sees crying. Mm -hmm. And I think we talk about protecting our children. And I'm, I'm certainly not advocating, you know, constantly crying in front of your children necessarily but I think it's it's being honest with them because if they can see that you can cry because you're happy or you can cry because you're frustrated or you can cry but also they need to see how you come over it yeah how do you get over it what do you then do how's your strategy and I think the word we used was weakness yeah and that's quite a a strong word and is that the message we're giving our Mm -hmm. children that we cry if you cry you're weak yeah Mm -hmm. and that actually what we want them to do is understand that it's part of our emotional makeup it can actually make us feel Feel better better. but ultimately we want to teach them how to one support themselves through any you know of those times but also support others Mm -hmm. and be responsive to others when they are upset yes and giving those those skills and that's
0: the thing you're teaching them that aren't you which yeah. is the most important thing and
1: where do they they best practice it within the home mm-hmm. and with the people they love the most and the sometimes it will go wrong sometimes yeah. it goes really well but actually if if they have to practice it outside of the house because they haven't got those opportunities yeah that can be and I you know I have a friend who has a little one and um, she she does cry in front of her mm-hmm. and during the pandemic it probably got a little mm-hmm. bit escalated yeah. with trying to work from home and everything yeah, else. Yeah. However, the way that her little girl talks about when mummy gets upset, we I give her a hug uh-huh. and I give her and I, you know, I tell her it's gonna be okay because we're gonna do this. And I'm like, actually, that's a huge learning yeah. opportunity that that's she's had. And vice versa, because she got upset, so mum has done that to her. And so she's showing it back. And she doesn't worry about showing emotion, but she also doesn't worry about showing how to look after someone showing emotion. Even in her school reports and everything else now, it states how she looks after other people and how she makes other children, when they're upset, feel better. So it's the
0: same sort of role modelling thing that we talk about in everything, isn't it? Yep.
1: And I think... You know, it was about maybe you know she was feeling frustrated and just said, oh, you know, I feel a bit sad because I can't play with you, but I have to do some work. Mm-hmm. And actually, that that was, she hear, she needed to hear that because mummy mm-hmm. changed. Yeah. And so instead of her trying to guess what was wrong with mummy, mummy told her.
2: Yes. And yeah. they
1: worked it through together, and they became much more resilient for it. Mm-hmm. But together, they yes. found solutions. Crying isn't always a negative. No. I think is where you know and that we want to show our children that it's okay it's okay um especially for you know their emotional health as they get older
0: yeah definitely so i think that's us all cried out I know. <laughs> um so don't forget to have a look at all our social media pages at bespoke family across all platforms and also our childcare and parenting blogs on our website bespokefamily.co.uk and I have a feeling that a crying blog is coming up at some point.
1: Thank you so much for joining us and we hope that you have enjoyed our podcast and that you will be joining us again soon. Thank you. Thanks. That's everything for today. Thanks for listening. If there's something you'd like us to talk about, we'd love you to get in touch and let us know. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at Bespoke Family or head to our website. The links are in our show notes.
0: Make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss the next episode and please give us a rating or review if you like what you hear. We're Beck and Claire and we'll be back soon with another episode of Newborn to Teen and Everything in Between. See you then.